Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. I am so, so excited to have you guys back. And this is, I cannot believe it, but this is episode 36. It's insane to me that I already have 36 episodes of this thing. Um, I'm super excited today to have Ashi Jelinek with us. And I'm going to let you explain who she is. And I'm really stoked to have her because this is a product that was randomly kind of sent to me and I get products randomly sent to me a lot, but this is something my kids actually asked for again when it was out. They're like, when are you going to buy more of this? I'm like, oh, sweet. Okay. Um, Ashi, introduce yourself so people know um, who you are. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. My name is Ashi Jelinek and I am the founder and CEO of Kids Love. Um, Kids Love is the first zero sugar vitamin enhanced beverage for kids it is certified non-GMO, vegan, kosher, and gluten-free, and it comes in a resealable, recyclable, straw-free carton for kids, one of the first to not use straws. So, yeah. I, which I love because I can't tell you how many times I've had one of those freaking juice boxes and there's the straws like nowhere to be found. <laughs> they like stick it on the side and it falls somewhere. And then my kids are having a tantrum because they have no straw and you're out. You're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, I don't have a straw on me. Or it falls in and then you can't get it out. And then it spills in your car oh, and totally. you're like, and I don't have the napkins. And now my car right. is sticky because we right. had to use the straw. <laughs> yes. And it's impossible to get in into some of those. And you're trying to poke it in and it's like really, really hard. And if you do it, it sprays everywhere. It's a mess. So I actually really appreciated the no straw thing. And at first I was like, oh, interesting. Cause it, the packaging is, um, it's, it reminds me more of like a protein sports drink or something like that. You know, the ones that come in those cartons. Yeah. And so, but I didn't really, I don't know. The kids loved it. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit. I was given the, sent these drinks and I, you know, I, when I'm intrigued by something, I usually say yes, you know, sometimes if something doesn't like align with kind of what we really eat or do, I'm, you know, my brand, I'm kind of like, yeah, no, thanks. I'm good. But I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So my, I had them in the fridge and I usually when I get something, I put them away and I kind of naturally like them to be part of our life. So I can authentically talk about whether, you know, what we thought of them, because, you know, I, I'm pretty authentic. I think my audience really kind of knows that unfortunately that's my greatest gift and also my greatest faux pas that I'm really authentic. <laughs> but I had them in the fridge and I don't often have juice. Like we drink water and we drink um like almond milk or cashew milk or whatever. And once in a while I'll get some juice boxes. In the summer more so I have them accessible in like the fridge by the pool outside. Um but I don't really have a lot of juice like regularly. And so my kids open the fridge and they're like, "Ooh, what's this? It says juice." I was like, "Well, yeah. Feel free to try it." And all three of them, hands down, like liked it, like, which is not common. Um, I have one, sometimes two that are like really picky with flavors. Um, but all three of them really, really, really liked it. And I was pretty pumped on it. Cause it's tell me, tell us more about it. I want to know more, my audience know more like about the details. Cause it isn't like your typical run of the mill, um, juice box. 
Yeah. So, you know, um, really early on when I was developing kids love, I had this, you know, thought, obviously, like most parents do, you know, you're giving your kids water. Sometimes you're giving into giving them juice and then you're taking the juice and you're watering it down to dilute the sugar. Um, you know, I was doing that. I saw everyone around me doing it. And so I just didn't understand why there wasn't a drink out there that not only was basically zero sugar or, you know, that combination of water and juice diluted, but also was a way for kids to get their vitamins. Cause I, I, at one of my, my older son at the time when I was developing it, he had gotten lots of cavities from gummy vitamins and hard chewable vitamins. And most people like don't even think about it, but when you're having those gummy vitamins, it kind of stays on your teeth. And so it creates cavities, even if you are brushing, which most people don't right away. And so I had this idea of like, well, why couldn't we combine a zero sugar drink that also gives you the necessary vitamins you need? Um, and so that's kind of led me down the path to developing the product. Um, it's really like not a juice. It's really more of a vitamin enhanced beverage. Um, that's really, you know, we did a brand refresh on the packaging and, and called that out because that's really what it is. It's, it is a drink you can drink every day because the vitamin content isn't high enough with the water for you to be able to like oversaturate in vitamins. So basically it's a way to get your vitamins in along with whatever other foods you're eating and just stay hydrated. Um, and so, you know, really with the vitamins too, all the vitamins are vegan. And that was important to me from a couple different standpoints. I think, you know, a lot of parents now are more conscious when it comes to, you know, being vegetarian or me being maybe more pescatarian or more on that side of the aisle. And then I would say that the other thing about um, vegan that was important to me personally was I just had some family members whose kids had um, serious allergies to dairy. And when you're looking at how are you getting, for example, calcium, vitamin D into your diet, if you're not able to have it from milk, how are you getting it? So for me, it was very important to source a vitamin D calcium source that was vegan, and we're able to provide that. So it's something that's pretty important, um, along with, you know, vitamin B, A, E, the, the you know, C, of yeah. course, and especially now, I mean, obviously, right. With everything especially going on, now with everything well, going on, it's good to be able to get your vitamins on the go and not have to like worry about that and kind of check that off your list. Well, and also, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, we, we don't take vitamins because number one, my middle son, like, I can't even tell you, he is so dramatic with anything that goes into his mouth. Um, when we, we were away last weekend and we were driving home and there's two ways to go home from Palm Desert. There's the windy back way through the mountains or there's the freeway. Well, the freeway showed back to back, like bright red traffic. And my husband's like, I'm not going that way. It's like four hours to get home. We're doing the shortcut. We'll give them, um, they, all of them get really bad motion sickness. And so my doctor has um, Zofran for us. Anytime we go on long car trips, she's like, just give them a little bit. It'll, you know, cut the edge so that they're not throwing up. So there are, t I mean, the these pills are like, like, I can't even tell you how tiny, tiny, tiny they are. And they're ODT. So they melt in your mouth. We're at, we went to pizza on the way out. And so we gave all of them their little, pill before, you know, so they could have it when they ate like a couple hours before we were leaving. 
seriously, the dramatics that came from this middle one of this tiny thing, it's, it's insane. Like it was so embarrassing in the middle of this restaurant. We're like, you have to take it. You're going to vomit all over the car. Like there's no, he ended up putting it in a freaking French fry and ate it. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. So number one, we, the vitamin thing has always been um, a, an issue. And so, you know, my kids have never had any like major issues. So we don't do vitamins. And number two, I forget. I forget to give them their vitamins. I am personally so bad at my own stuff. Like I'm super bad with remembering those kinds of things. So to have something that they can grab that they want to grab is that's kind of solves that issue as well. I feel like for, you know, parents like me who their kids are awful with those kinds of things, chewy, gummy, it doesn't matter what it is. And just the idea of always having to remember to do a pill every single day versus a drink that they they're thirsty all day. So naturally, it's not hard to remember to drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think also the other thing from like, totally, I totally agree with what you're saying. And then on the other side of that, there's, you know, I always felt like, look, I mean, my kids eat candy, you know, not all the time, obviously, but they do. But the idea that you're introducing like a two, three-year-old to a gummy and saying, this is good for you. It's a vitamin. I think yeah. is totally crazy and I've never understood it. And I don't care if it's zero sugar. I'm just very against that idea. Cause I feel like from the beginning then into your kid's diet, you're just saying like, it's okay to have something like this and it's kind of healthy. You know, I, I mean, I went to the dentist the other day with my son and he got work done and then we're leaving and they're like, do you want a sugar-free lollipop? And I'm like, no. So he can come back here. And get- <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's a great business model. I mean, I think they, I think they're like onto something. <laughs> right. But they're like, well, it's sugar free. I'm like, do you not understand that the hard lollipop that he's sucking on is the problem? It's the mechanism yeah. that vitamins or non-vitamins, right? Candies come in that cause the problem. Sugar is a part of it, but it's how yeah. it's formed. Uh, I don't know. It drives me crazy. Well, and like I have kids, like my kids, uh, my oldest one has really deep grooves in his teeth and we did sealants on him from the time he was really young because the dentist was like, his grooves are so deep that you could brush all day long and you're not going to get out the little things. Like you said, like the gummies, like those things is you're just, you can do what you want, but it's really hard to get them out of some kids' teeth. And so you know, that it's, and, you know, to sit there every night. And I remember before we did the sealants, like, it was like, I was literally the worst thing to get before bed was like chocolate or Oreos or something like that. We had a rule that you had to have those treats like towards the beginning of the day, because literally it was like right before bed. And we're like, seriously digging there and like scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. And it's like not coming out. And we were like, Oh my God, this is awful. So yeah. I mean, we, how to do there's so many factors when it comes to these kinds of things that it's just to have it in a convenient beverage is pretty awesome thank you yeah no I think and I I think you're right I think also a lot of parents you know we get especially now you know you you sometimes want to take shortcuts right I mean we all do it and I think if there's a healthy shortcut then that's that's an easier way to go and and then it doesn't add any stress to you either yeah I mean anytime you can add kids love I I'm with you. My kids eat candy my kids eat junk food. I mean, yeah, not every single day, but 
I, I don't want food. I'm really passionate about food not being taboo. And I really believe that when you're so overly controlling with certain types of food, you're actually doing them harm as far as like being able to make their own decisions and having stuff accessible to them, you know, is makes it as not of a big of a deal. So when I can have something accessible that is better, you know, like, because I that's I did too, I would dilute the juice too, because there was, and even the juice, like some juices, my kids could never even do because they were, it was just too sweet for them. You know, they didn't, it just was so sweet. And so we would do the diluting. Um, There's some out there that dilute it for you, but it just, it's nice to have something that it's like, it's kind of, to me, it reminds me of like a protein shake for an adult, you know, in the, in the pre-done protein drinks. It's like, yeah, you can make your own protein shake in the morning, but the reality of a lot of us, even right now, like when we're have a kind of a different life is it's still super busy in the morning, you know, and being able to grab something. um, They loved having it um, for snack at school. They would take it with like a um, a Lara bar or something like that. And then they'd have that. And it was like a cool beverage and a bar and they kind of got everything that they needed, but they also felt like, Oh, cool. I get to have a juice at school. So, um, I need to restock on some of those because they really, um, they really thought it was easy and great. And, you know, it's kind of like a convenience item, but at the same time, I feel we need those. I mean, I need those. I'm not somebody that makes like my own plant milk and every little thing. I just can't. It, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's also cool to add them. I, I've been at, sometimes you can add them to smoothies um, just instead of using, you know, water or if you were to do a yeah. base- juice for your smoothie if you throw kids love in and um you that's know, a good idea yeah and it does like kind of the functional aspect too like what you were saying about protein we sit in this weird um area kind of now in the in the category in the market that we're in in terms of being you know um a vitamin and also functional and most things that are that way for kids have protein in them and ours, ours doesn't our focus is really on the vitamins so yeah awesome unique um so tell me like you, I mean, obviously you've started a company. What, tell me a little bit about like your upbringing, your past, like before all this kind of happened that made you go this route of starting something. Cause it's not easy to start, you know, a company, a brand and, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, yeah, it isn't. And I had, I think my being naive, um, definitely served me well at this point, because if I would have known what I know now, I don't know if I would have done it necessarily, <laughs> but here I am. Um, so I, I really had the idea for kids love a few years ago after I had had my first son. Well, now he's, he's almost nine. So nine years ago, um, he was born and I got really, I had always been into food. So my mom is German and, um, my father's Indian and, uh, my, you know, I've always kind of been brought up in a very kind of Eastern medicine, homeopathy, plant-based medicine. Um, I was pretty much vegetarian until I was 18. Um, I'm like one of the few people in my family that do eat meat and, um, hopefully none of them hear that. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, but the rest of them are vegetarian. And so, I think I really grew up with this understanding around medicine. And so, you know, I grew up in a house where everything was very alternative. Um, And so what my mom was doing back then in the eighties was definitely not what people, it's actually what people do now, but it wasn't cool. 
Yeah, um, it was. It's yeah. It's very. It was very. You know, that's very off the beaten path from back then, for sure. Yeah. So I grew up around that, and I never realized how much it affected me growing up until I had my own kids and realized that, you know, I really wanted to make sure that my son, you know, kind of when he, he was getting sick a lot when he was younger. And so it was really like alternative medicine I was looking at, acupuncture, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff and, and, and really understanding the base of like gut health and how that affects everything. And so really after I had him I, I, and he was getting sick so much, I had this idea for Kids Love. And it really um, kind of came to me and I felt like really intuitively, it felt like something like I should do this. I should really explore this and do this. So it took me about a year to develop the product. Um, it was a real just trial and error and talking to people. Um, I met people that were in the industry or in the industry in a peripheral way and asked them if they knew of formulators or somebody that could help me that was a chemist. Then I had a family friend who knew somebody and it really kind of took me a while to get down that path. And it was overwhelming for sure at, at times. Um, and then I developed it the three flavors we have now, which is Flying Flamingo, which is mango, Peach Me, I'm Orange, which we just launched this year. That's an orange peach flavor. And then Starstruck Coconut. Um, and really, you know, I would say that the ethos really of my mom and the direction in which I grew up influenced me so much, obviously, that it led me to do a food or beverage startup, basically. Um, you know, I, I love the creativity about having a brand. I think it's, you know, I, um, when I was younger, I, I, I sang opera and I did some acting and dancing. So I'm a very like creative person. So it really fulfilled this like void and need in me to be creative, but it's also a very kind of functional, um, disciplined, organized way of doing things. And I think having a brand is so exciting. You know, it's like a, an extension of your family or your personality kind of like out there in the world. Um, and, you know, the name for Kids Love just like literally popped in my head and then nobody owned it. So I took it. <laughs> and, nice. um, I know. So it, it just, very. I, I sometimes feel like, you know, I follow my intuition a lot and I feel like um, I really listen to that and I feel, you know, things kind of, when you're in that flow, I think things kind of naturally happen. Um, and it's definitely had its challenges. I mean, um, I'm in an industry with a lot of big, big competitors like Pepsi and Coke and Nestle and, all, you know, to name the three top, or yeah. there's a lot of them. And really, you know, to kind of try to be an emerging brand, be a women-owned business, minority-owned business, startup, um, and really trying to, you know, with very little funds, trying to kind of make some noise and trying to disrupt a category that's very stale, that Kool-Aid and all these guys still dominate. And um, yep. it, it can be intimidating. And I'm also very persistent. So I think that works in my favor, um, for sure. And, you know, building a great team around me has been definitely helpful that have more experience than me in guiding me, um, to answers and asking the right questions. So do you think like you're, so, um, I totally feel like I can relate to you because I, I grew up, my, my dad's a scientist and my math, my mom was a computer engineer. So I 
was I'm very um, uh, math science oriented by nature through I think genetics, but I was always the child growing up and my sister too got some of it as well, but I always had this random creative side and my parents always said I was an enigma because I was very math science oriented in school. Like when I took my um, SATs, like my math score was like through the roof, you know, and being, I, my parents are immigrants here, they're from Greece. And so I am first generation, Greek was my first language. you know, reading, writing, that kind of stuff was, I mean, I'm, I'm good at it, but I, it was never a huge strength, mostly because my parents could never really help me with that. You know, it wasn't their, it's not their native language. And so uh, writing is, as I have a website, yes, but um, writing is not something I enjoy. It's not something that, you know, but I also, I I do have this creative side where I would, I do, I did a lot of painting when I grew, as I was growing up. Um, I'm, I am very creative as well. And I, I totally get you because my creativity now is taken in the kitchen with creating my recipes and my creativity with, you know, uh, managing my, you know, Instagram account and things like that. But it's also like recipes, especially vegan, plant-based, um, gluten-free recipes, because I'm 100% gluten-free by health need now. Um, but it's a science as well. So I kind of, it's like, totally get it. It's like the perfect mend of the parts of my life that, um, you know, as I grew up, like were strengthened as a child, like I found something, I was a teacher, actually, I'm a teacher by trade. I taught for 14 years and I have a master's degree in education, but even as a teacher, that creativity is there as a teacher too. You know, you can use your creative side, but also your math science side when, but it was, it's interesting. Um, I totally get that. And I totally get the whole it's, it's hard, especially right now, you know, like it's really challenging, especially during this time when we're dealing with so many other things. I find, you know, financially, it's been a hit for me. Um, Brands, you know, just don't have a lot of funds to collaborate and having my kids home. I don't have a lot of time to just dole out for free because it's like, you know, where do I use my time with my kids or, and, you know, I do things for sure to help small businesses all the time by posting and stuff like that. But I used to do a lot of brand work, you know, develop recipes, do things with brands. Um, but it's hard because nobody has the funds right now. And it's, it's been a tough hit, but I feel like I'm my, what I consider success. I mean, I know I'm not, you know, huge and whatever, but I feel really successful that I've even started something that's definitely been driven by my upbringing and my parents, you know, being first generation immigrants, um, education was so valued for them and pushing and going. And my parents started with nothing here. Like I, my, my mom used to say when she was little, she would cry every single month that she had to pay our mortgage. They borrowed money from a family friend to even buy our house. And we lived very near, you know, very, with very little growing up. And now my parents have built an empire for them, you know, really like they have money set aside for all of my kids for college. They give us so much. And they go, um, not right now, but they used to vacation around the world. Um, actually, when this pandemic broke loose here, they were in um, New Zealand and they were on one of the last flights back into the United States. So you parents, <laughs> I, they should have stayed there hundred um, percent. But it's interesting because I feel like that comes from a lot from my parents. So what, like your, your success with, like you said, a woman owned business, minority owned business in competitive, I mean, I can't even imagine how competitive it is for you trying to break through those, you know, norms of 
all the other drinks out there. Is it, do you think you get a lot of that from your parents and from your upbringing? And yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I guess I, you're right. Cause like I'm first generation American too. I think there's like stats that show that people that are first generation American have like a different like work ethic or something. Yeah. I definitely think, look, my mom was a, you know, for by all means, like a single mother, um, uh, in, in terms of, you know, income. So she worked as an interior designer. She built her own business. Um, I, I definitely feel like I took inspiration from her of like, you can do this. Um, you know, you know, my stepfather was a painter and at home and, but my mom was the breadwinner, you know, and I think, you know, not to say my stepfather wasn't successful and didn't bring money in, but I think, you know, my mom was always yeah. a mom. That's what I grew up around. And me I definitely that informed me. And I, I always say this, like, even if one day kids love gets bought by some big company, hopefully I, I still would work. I just think that's a part of who I am and a part of my identity. And I find so much joy in it, even when it's not good times. And, you know, this year was very challenging for, uh, for, for kids love in the sense that we essentially launched in 2019. So 2000 oh for us was our first big year with sales. And we launched into major retailers in the middle of a pandemic and it's crazy. It didn't really go that great in some of the places and in other places it went really, really well. And we've really had to like pivot and learn and, and, and go with the flow. And, and then, you know, we've run into out of stock issues, which you're like, Oh, that's great. And then you're like, well, yeah, but then you have to pay for a production run. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that has happened this year. And I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy where we ended up. Is it where I wanted to be in 2020? No, but I don't think, you know, I've realized that like a measure of success really is only as good as you're putting out into the world and how you feel yeah. about yourself. And so I think, you know, someone said this to me the other day, like, oh, you have a lot to be like proud about. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I think I'm just my own worst critic all the time. So I'm very- We happy. all are. We yeah. all are. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I think, I think if you're a women owned business, and you're a women entrepreneur, like you are, that's part of being a women entrepreneur is to be your own critic. But I also feel like that does as well some because it pushes us to be better all the time. You know, when someone says to me like, oh, you've come so far, you've done so far. In my mind, I'm like, well, but I have so far to go. I have all these things I want to do. And it's like, it's hard because I actually, I've been working with a business coach for the last um, year and a half now. Um, And she has really actually has it been two years. Gosh, I don't know. Time flies, but she has really helped me, um, fine tune my business. And I've come light years since I started working with her. She's just so smart and so savvy and sees things from a different perspective and has like a, she has like, you know, a, a hand in my business as my coach, but she also is emotionally removed from it. So she can, you know, there's times and she's, I love her. She's from New York. She's hardcore. She doesn't, you know, she's not the like baby kind. She tells it like it is. And like when I'm, you know, down on myself on something like 2020, like you said, has been hard. I last year for the first time ever made six figures with my business and very low six figures, but I, I never imagined I would have done that. And I'm, you know, I have a small team, but I'm a pretty one woman show. And this year I was like, back in 2019, I was like, awesome, 2020, I'm going to do even more. I had these big goals and it didn't happen because this pandemic happened. And 
She yeah. literally, like, if she could have slapped me through the computer, I think she would have. She's like, you have launched, like, you've launched a podcast, multiple products, blah, blah. She literally was, like, giving me, yeah. like, the New York, like, talking to. And she's like, get your head out of your ass and start, you know, having some proud moments for yourself. I mean, because I was, like, so down about it all. And I'm yeah, like, it's totally true. And I think it's really hard because I think you know, I struggle with that a lot. And I, I, I think that, you know, I always almost have to do like self-talk to myself, yep. to myself sometimes out of things. But like for me now, you know, I'm doing all this planning for 2021 because this is like my low season, November, December, right? It's holidays coming up. Yeah. But looking at, you know, the next year, I have these really amazing opportunities because I'm totally, you know, in an amazing growth cycle with the company. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going to all work out. Like, it's like, I think that, you know, a lot of people from the outside see like, um, you know, oh, she's in this store. Oh, she's going to get this. Or they read it in a magazine or whatever. Right. And they're like, wow. I mean, she's all set. And they don't realize that like, no, actually, like, am I going to be able to be in those stores? Will I financially be able to figure this all out and make it all work? And, and it's a lot of planning and a lot goes into it. And I think that yeah. sometimes... I think sometimes like I, I wish there was more places where women could freely kind of talk about those things because I feel sometimes there's a lot of masking around like, hey, let's go listen to this amazing panel of, of these women who are doing these, and they are doing amazing things, but there's a lot more to that, but no one yeah. wants to really open up and be raw about those things because yeah. I feel like maybe then you're being more vulnerable and exposing that like, you know, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, that's actually, it's funny you say that because, um, so when I started Veggies Don't Bite was really because of my husband's health and his cardiologist suggested he try eating plant-based to help his heart issues. And, um, so we decided to do it together because back then we had, I was, I had just had my second, my first was one, my second was like four months or five months. And so I was like, well, you need to do this. We're going to do this as a family. And so that's why I started recreating all of our favorite meals. And we considered ourselves quote unquote healthy before. And, um, and we're, we're not like hardcore. We're not vegan. We mostly plant-based, but like when we go out, my husband doesn't eat meat ever at all. Never because it's for his own health. He really can't process it. Um, every once in a while, I'll eat something that's not plant-based because I feel like it. And that's just, you know, that's what I'm craving. That's what I want. My mom grew up in a Greek fishing village. Like, you know, fish has always been part of my life. Um, but the point is that like, we, back then I kind of started this brand and I didn't really think much about it. And I was part of these groups online. Cause I didn't know, I had never started a business. I knew nothing about it. And these Facebook groups of all food bloggers. And I started realizing like, dang, it's like kind of cutthroat. Like it's a lot of one upping. It's very competitive. And I'm just not that way. Like I'm competitive with myself, but like, I'm always like helping other people. Like I never understood, like you're all women. Like, why wouldn't you want to help each other grow? Because yeah. when one person's successful as a woman entrepreneur, like that is good for all of us. And then that's kind of when I met my business coach and she has her own group and to see the difference between her community that she's built and this outside community, I really started to see what you're saying, that the raw was not there. And 
you know, I really was able to find my place now with like, you know, connecting with people that talked about the truth, that it wasn't all fun and games. Cause it's not, I mean, just like parenthood, it's like when Hollywood glamorizes like parenthood and marriage, like, um, yeah, it is not a Cinderella story. Right. No, <laughs> Hate totally. to pop your bubble. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and, and I always, I, you know, I, I, long ago I, I worked with um, a teacher and, and he always used to say to me, like, don't assume anything. No. Unless someone tells you something, don't assume anything. And so I, I, that for some reason really, I mean, you, you hear that all the time. You're like, yeah, don't assume anything, but it's really, we do it all the time about other people yep. in our head about things in the news. We jump to assumptions of what that person was thinking. I mean, that's the world we yep. live in. Yeah. And I think totally. it's, it's just not, it's just not how it is. <laughs> no. Well, and also like, I mean, like right now I was saying, I, Last year, I partnered with so many brands that did a lot of great stuff. And this year, I've been approached by a lot. But as I said, like the the funds aren't really there. And I have to really balance my time. You know, I've got three kids. I can't be paid nothing when I because I put 110% in everything that I do. I don't do things half-assed. I just don't. So I'd rather say no thank you than take on a project that is not paying me what I feel I'm worth and taking that time away from my children. Um, so I've said a lot of no thank yous. But then it's interesting because I see other bloggers who have been partnering with these same brands, which everyone has a bottom line and everyone has different life and everyone has time. Like if I had no kids and I was, I had all the time in the world, like maybe I would do everything. But I had a third friend who was like, how are they getting all these jobs? I'm not getting any jobs. And that's what I said. I said, don't assume anything because in their eyes, they're like, oh, look, brands are going to them. They're paying them doing all these things. And I'm like, actually. No, you don't know because they could be doing it for peanuts. They could be not doing it. They could be doing it for free. You know, you never know. And that's the truth is you just, you can't assume, especially with what you see online. Social media is such a, um, it's such a one's frame and like a giant story. Totally. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, but it's, um, it's really hard. So as a parent, you, so you have three kids. Yes. Uh, we've already, we both have, I feel like once you have three kids and you've been um, outnumbered, it kind of changes the game a little bit. People are like, uh, it's crazy having three kids. I'm like, yeah, you just kind of get used to the craziness. I had a friend ask me this past weekend. She's like, I just don't understand. Like, how do you have the time to like have three kids, have a business, you cook dinner. Like, I just, I really and I was, I'm doing actually like a, a personal course for myself right now. And she's like, and you're doing that. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, I think you have to really find every, like you have to break down time in your day to a totally different rhythm and yeah. really wrap your arms. And obviously like, it does take a village for sure, yes. but it's really multitasking on a whole other level and getting kind yeah. of more and more rigid and more and more disciplined. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's actually another thing that my business coach had had to help me do because I felt like I was running in circles and she really helped me like realize that like you need to map out your week. What are you going to do each day? And you also can't put too much on your plate for each day because then you feel like a failure because you're not getting done what you had planned to get done. Um, And then, like you said, it takes a village. I mean, when this whole school year started in, we started fully virtual and then went hybrid. And when we knew we are starting fully virtual, I looked at my husband, I said, I have to hire help. I cannot, you know, he works from home full time. 
He's on calls all day. Um, he no longer travels to meet with advisors. So he has to do it all through calls and Zooms. And I looked at him, I said, I can't do both. I can't run my business and run the house. So I need help. So I hired somebody because we were talking about hiring somebody to help with the kids or hiring somebody to help with my business. And I was like, look, I'm an, I have a master's degree in education. I'm not hiring somebody to teach my kids. Like that's ridiculous. Like that is what I was trained to do. So we hired somebody to help with my business. So I took on another virtual assistant and she took so much off my plate and has made it doable to do it all. And that's what people ask, like, how do you do it all? Well, you, you get help and you organize your time and you realize that sometimes you do need help. We're not machines. Like, yeah. And I, a new thing I'm doing, which I'm not consistent at to say the least, I've done it like now, I don't know, maybe seven times, but I'm trying to get more disciplined about it. And I now like try to wake up at like 5.30 AM um, because sometimes I feel like it's, I'm kind of, I realize I'm a morning person. I also realize like the kids are sleeping and I get time to organize my brain, get myself in a good place because it's like you set the tone for your day. If they wake up and it's chaos, your day is chaos till the end. A hundred percent anyone's this. So yeah. if you set your mindset, I feel like even if it's like literally 10 minutes and you just like, I don't know, like do a deep breathing or watch the new, whatever you need to do to like de-stress, I feel like it really sets your day in a different direction and I'm doing it and I really feel a difference. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually, I get up and I work out early. That was when quarantine happened. Like exercise has been part of my life for a really long time. And I, I need it to function. Um, I do a variety. We bought a Peloton over quarantine because who didn't buy a Peloton over quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody did. Cause I was part of Equinox. Actually, there was an Equinox right by my house and you know, they closed down then kind of opened with random regulations. I was like, this is crazy. So I, that was the rule in my house is that that's my time. So I get up between six and six 30 and I work out first thing in the morning and the kids know that when I'm doing my yoga or if I'm on the bike, it's a little easier because I have my things on, but I do a lot of yoga. I do actually a lot of the classes through Peloton too, and through the Equinox app as well, but they know that this is mom's workout time. And I have to work out in this one corner of our front, front area. Um, that's the only place I can fit all, you know, my yoga mat or whatever. But they know, like, that is my time. And that is what I need, like you said, to start my day with intention and to start my day right. Because if the days, if I don't get up early and work out, it's complete chaos. I'm playing catch up all day. And I feel like, and then I get to bed late and then it's just a mess. I know. Same thing with cooking dinners. Like I'm, I love cooking and I'm like very into cooking. Um, And, uh, but I, and I'm always trying to come up with kind of like family meals, but I do have to start cooking early because realistically now I'm cooking probably like three to four days a week. Um, and then, you know, either doing takeout or my husband's cooking or whatever the case may be, but I'm definitely really trying to get even discipline about that. And, you know, um, fortunately my kids are all good eaters, but I don't ever think they had a choice because I've never given them options for other food. Like it was like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And if you do, that's that dinner is there again for later. And that's what we're eating. Cause I'm not, cause in the beginning, I'm not a restaurant. 
Yeah, in the beginning of quarantine, like I wanted to buy a sign that said like open and close because it was like, how many snacks and how many breakfasts can we cook? And you I'm and never, me both. Yeah, and if I'm never going to get anything done if I'm in here all the time. Oh my God. Oh, all the time. I literally, we, I did actually make a rule because half the time I was like, you're not hungry, you're just bored. I did. We ended up like at the beginning of quarantine, I said, we have breakfast. You can have a snack sometime in the 10 o'clock hour. We'll have lunch sometime in the 12 o'clock hour. You can have an afternoon snack sometime in the two o'clock hour. And then we have dinner and that's it. Because yeah. it was like, I mean, holy moly. It was like, how many times do I need to do an order of like our Lara bars? How many times do I need to like, and so that's the thing that it was crazy. I'm like, dude, you guys are not hungry. You're just bored. Yeah, I think, you know, I actually, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I feel like more and more because they're bored, they're eating more and drinking more and doing more at home really because yeah. they're, they're, they don't have those outlets like they normally have. And so it's like, I'm just hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> when's the next yeah. snack? <laughs> right. Well, and, and I'm the same with dinner too. I'm like, you know, this is our meal. You don't want it. Get yourself a fruit or a vegetable. Go for it. It's in, there's the yeah. kitchen, there's the refrigerator, but you're not grabbing a bag of chips to fill you up. Yeah. Like this is a meal. If you're not, if you're, if you're not hungry, you don't have to eat. I don't push my kids to eat, yeah. but if you are hungry, you can choose to eat this or you can get something like a fruit or vegetable, but you can't go shove your face with things that you're not. First of all, you, you're not going to go to sleep if you're shoving your face with like all the candy and all this, but I totally get it. But Hey, you know what? If you have your kids love, like those are your vitamins, you'll there be you fine. <laughs> you'll be totally fine. Um, that's awesome. I've loved chatting with you. This has been so cool to hear like how this all came about. And, um, I, I think that's so, I just think it's awesome. I really hope that everything goes well for you. Everything takes off. Um, I need to see, I don't know who has kids love next to me. Um, store-wise. So we sell on Amazon. Um, we sell on Thrive Market, um, which is, you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. online. Um, Walmart um, online, as well as in stores. Um, we're at CVS, um, and, but not online. Um, so yeah, Amazon, Thrive. If you're in Northern California, Good Eggs um, delivers. So, I, you know, a lot of places, you know, people want to know like what's easy, where can yeah. I go um, you know, we're in a lot of, you know, we're at lazy acres. Um, and oh, we have a lazy acres by us. I mean, yeah. not super close. There's one in Encinitas. I don't go super often, but sometimes I, I actually really like that place. So I try and go over there every once in a while. Yeah. So we're at lazy acres, um, or Irwan if you're in Los Angeles and, um, yeah. And so we definitely have some exciting things coming up for the next year and, you know, just kind of plugging away, you know, awesome. Yeah. Um, are you, have you guys ever looked into Jimbo's? Yes, we are definitely hoping to be in there too. <laughs> in the um, middle of, you know, a lot of stuff during the pandemic, obviously like with shutdowns, people just stopped yes. having meetings with people. Yeah. So we were fortunate to have the stores we have and kind of have that business. And a lot of the stores that we're looking for, for 2021 are, are independent, natural independent stores. And then some, some chains. Yeah. Cause I, I literally live right next door to a Jimbo's that's where, um, Jimbo's and then I go to Trader Joe's for some things too. Um, there's also a Gelson's right by me. Yeah. Um, like I'm like Gelson's, um, Sprouts, Jimbo's like in my, I'd like right in the middle of those three. Yeah. Um, 
but we do have a Walmart and I do have a CVS. I would never have thought about CVS, but that's a, that's a good one. I go there every once in a while. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell everybody where they can find you online. Um, as far as like just your website and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So we're, uh, www.kidsloveKidsLove.com. And you can subscribe, you can read our blog. Um, you can find us on Instagram at kids love drinks and also on Facebook at kids love drinks. Awesome. And I will have all those things in the notes. So you guys can click right from there. And I just, I so appreciate you being on today. Yeah, I really had a good time. Thanks so much for having me. And I wish you also the best for thank you here in 2021. And you know, Oh, can we get to 2021, please? <laughs> or 2022. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm kind of thinking let's jump to 2022. Um, well, thanks everybody for listening. I so appreciate all of you and make sure you tune in next time for our next episode. I'm going to have another guest on all about fueling and eating with plants when you are an athlete or really active. And we're going to really dive into some you know, questions um, that a lot of people like to talk about in that arena, especially around the uh, world of protein. But thanks, everyone.